There's one more part of the Febrengen that we began, the Rebbe's first Febrengen, after the previous Rebbe's passing, in Parshat Lechacha. And in this uh, little, small sikh, uh, a very powerful but very uh, short uh, message, the Rebbe says that there's a discourse from the previous Rebbe, um, from Parshat Lechacha, Tafesh Bevav, um, which was be nineteen twenty six, where the previous Rebbe explains there's a teaching of uh, the Talmud. Um, there are four things that can tear up a decree against you in heaven. Four things: staka, crying or screaming, changing your name, changing your deeds. And some say also changing your place. And what's the source that changing your place also could te- tear away any decree against you in heaven? How do we know that? Because it says in the Torah that God told Avram, Lachacha, Avram had to leave his place in order to change his uh, destiny. And the Ran, Rabbi Nisim, explains that even if there's a decree against you, not because of mazel or whatever, but there's a decree against you because of a sin, nevertheless, by changing your place, that could also, all these things are effective. Changing your name, staka, crying, changing your deeds. So that explains the spiritual meaning of these four items, or five items. It was changing the profession. No, not changing your profession. Sorry, Doc. You're 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 still there. All right. First of all, staka is the idea of davening as well. Why does staka mean davening? Uh, it says in the pasuk Rashi quotes this in Shabbos, page one twenty-seven B. Goimel nafshei ish A man of kindness does benevolence to his soul. When you pray, you're doing kindness to your neshama. It's kind of like the opposite of the story of Hillel. You know how Hillel said when he was going to eat, he's going to do kindness with the shamed and embarrassed one in his body. He meant his Yetzirah, his animal soul. When he would eat, he wasn't doing kindness to himself. He was doing kindness to his to the Yetz, to the animal soul in and to the body, which has never gets any attention in a tzaddik like Hillel. But when we go daven, we're the ones who are doing kindness to our neshama because our Nisham doesn't get as much attention as our animal soul does. So that's why um, davening is called an act of kindness. Uh, the Gemara also says that anyone who says, all I have is, is Torah, but I don't, I'm not interested in, in anything else, the Gemara says, you don't, ha- you don't have Torah either, you have to have other things with Torah, and they are davening and Torah. Besides, besides, just, besides just, the Gemara says, Torah and kindness, and Chassis explains that the word kindness also means davening. Again, because davening is a kindness to your nisham. So that's one thing that can change your change any decree against you. A second thing is crying. The word crying is just like when why do we cry? We cry when something is beyond us, like something we can't understand, or something that is uh, very sad or very happy brings us to tears. So the spiritual counterpart of crying is being devoted to Hashem 
in a way that is beyond what makes sense, beyond what logic says. That's crying spiritually doesn't mean you're actually crying or screaming. It means you're being devoted to what you're doing in a way that's just like when you cry, it's something which is beyond what your mind can handle. So crying means that you're devoted to what Hashem wants you to be doing beyond logic and reason. That's the second thing that can take away any decree against you. A third thing... Shustikdusha. Yeah, Shustikdusha. Exactly. A third thing is changing your deeds. So the Rebbe says for us specifically, I guess referring to the students in the Yeshiva in 770 and the Hasidim who were present at the Fabrengen, um, learning Hasidus in a way that is aliba denafsheh. What aliba denafsheh mean? Aliba denafsheh means you're learning it in a way that you find it relevant for you, and you're making it applicable to you. You're applying it to yourself. And those who are studying in yeshiva, Zev just turned the screen off. He's against that. What do you mean? That's the whole point is that it should apply to you. So not just you should study the order that is given in the yeshiva, the seder, the, the regular regimen that's given in the yeshiva, rather you should learn in a way that you go beyond the order of the issue. So, by learning Hasidus in this way, they will, this will automatically bring us to change our place. Remember, there's a fourth thing that can change your decree, decrees against you when you move to a different place. If I will learn Hasidus in a way that I apply it to myself, I will move away from where I am spiritually. I'm here right now because I'm not learning Hasidus in a personal way that applies to me and, and changing myself. But if I did... I would, I would be doing what the Gemara says is another way to change any, dec- any decree against me, and that is to move to a new place. Where am I? You know, just like the many countries in the world that you, you like to visit, you haven't visited, or you wouldn't like to visit, many places in the world you haven't been to, right? So too, it says in the Torah, it's not from Disneyland, it's in the Torah, that every person is a small world. It's possible to live in a little village in your brain. And you know, you're just angry at the world, you're upset, and you're, you're bitter, you're not really getting in touch with with who you are. You're not really getting getting in touch with 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 the um, with with your inside, with your goodness. With, so, moving your place spiritually means that you learn Hasidus in a way that it matters to you, in a way that affects you, and that will bring you to a new place, to where <laughs> to, to you, you welcome to uh, Zev Kessler, and by changing your place, the Rebbe says this will give you a different name. What's the name? Then you could really be called a chassid. So if I change my deeds, which means I learn chassidus in a way that's personal, this will affect me that I, I will, that I will change my my uh, place. And by changing my place, it will also affect my title. Now, it doesn't explain why changing your title is something more. Perhaps, my, my conjecture over here, it's possible that I could change my place and just visit somewhere, you know? Today, I'm, today is not Monday, and Zev Kessler is not against um, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. They're, they're okay days. So, so I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to do my Jewish thing today because today is one of my Jewish days, right? But changing my title means that not just I'm visiting this space, that I'm this spiritual space, because today I'm in Hasidus in a way that's meaningful, but this has become my title. This has become the way I naturally am. I'm now a resident of this new place that I have discovered. Perhaps that's the addition of, um, of the title chassid beyond uh, changing your place. It's not just you're changing your place, but it becomes who you are. Um, the previous Rebbe said that there are some people who think that they could just like this, just tap on their finger and they underst- while they're davening, and they understand something in chassidus 
and they are then a chassid. That's not true. The Rebbe said a chassid is someone who davens at length, learns chassidus in a way that's personal, and keeps the shiurim of chitas and rama. So by changing our place, I'm sorry, changing our deeds, which brings us to change our place, changing our level, automatically our name will change, and we'll be able to be, to be called chassidim chassid chabad, and then we'll be able to do the mission that the Alter Rebbe gave us to spread the wellsprings to the or to spread the wellsprings to the outside, which is that's the essence of Yutes Kislev. And the Rebbe is mentioning Tzkislev again because the Rebbe said that he wants all the Hasidim to bring ten Jews closer to Hashem in their thoughts, words, and actions by nineteenth of Kislev. Okay, and. Very soon, Mamish, the Rebbe should lead us to greet Mashiach Tzakeinu, Amen Kein Ratzin. That's the conclusion of this Fabringen. And I want to now go on to um, any questions that we did so far? Okay. I want to go on now to learn a discourse of the Rebbe from the 11th of Cheshvan of 1965. Hashem said to Avraham, Leave your land, leave your birthplace, leave your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. And Rashi explains, you should go to you. What is the word to you adding? You should travel. What's go to you? Rashi explains to you means for you. Go for your benefit. Go for your goodness. That's known the question about this. Why is it that God had to tell Avram to go for his benefit and for his goodness? Why wouldn't it be sufficient for Avram to travel for the sake of God's commandment? Why did Hashem have to add, oh, this is something that you'll enjoy too? So there's a mime of the Tzemach Tzedek in one of, the, one of the booklets that was recently brought out of imprisonment. That's the title that we will give to a booklet of Hasidus that was never discovered before and in Russia and it was never, never was able to be used by anyone. So, the, so a booklet arrived to the Rebbe. It was just a release from imprisonment. And it says in this discourse like this, the al says... That the word lech lecha, go to you, means go to yourself. Not for you, like Rashi says. The al says, go to your essence, as we were discussing earlier today. To go to that, not to live in that little village in your brain, but to go to your to real your real essence. To go to the source of your neshama, the way it is in heaven. Because it's known that not the, we don't have the entire neshama in our body. Only a tiny ray of the neshama has ascended to this world. But the... But the lion's share of the neshama remains in heaven. Because in Kedusha, there's no such thing as total departure. You know, when you get in a plane, you left. You're not there anymore. In holiness, it doesn't work that way. Everything that's holy never loses its original space. So regarding the neshama, its main place is heaven. That's where it comes from. Only a little bit of the neshama descends to the body. And in order to reach the essence and the source of the neshama, it's specifically by going to Israel, which is parallel to the supernal land of Israel and heaven. Zev, stop thinking about the Waldorf. We're going to explain what going to Israel means spiritually. Okay. And this is the meaning of go to you, go to yourself, Go to yourself, go to the land of Israel. What's the connection between going to yourself and going to the land of Israel? Because outside of Israel, you cannot reach the source of your neshama. But when you go to Israel, then you're able to connect to the source of your neshama. Why is this? Because the source of the neshama 
is in the world of unity, in the world of Atsilas, in the world of oneness. And as the Tzemach adds in a note in this discourse, that although most souls come from the lower three worlds, but the source of all souls is in Atsilas. But what that means is, so every soul comes from Atsilas originally. And just like I was saying before about you could stop off in a place that's not your residence, so we all originate in Atsilas, but because of moving to the world of Bria in a way that's, that we get stationed there for a while spiritually, meaning we're changed by the, the experience in the lower worlds, so our new, our new identity, our new passport, our new citizenship, if you will, is in the world of Bria or Yitzira or Asiya. So all souls originate in Atsilas, but then the Neshamas identify based upon the various worlds that they go through depending on what happens to that particular soul. But in order to reach the source of the neshama, the way the neshama is in Atzilus, for that you have to go to Israel. And Semach Tzedek explains, in order to explain what this means, why in order to get to my soul in Atzilus, I have to reach Israel, who understands by first prefacing the meaning of the second day of Yantif. There are two days of Yantif outside of Israel, and it says in Chassidus Kabbalah that on the second day of Yantif, Outside, uh, Yosef. Then the second day of Yantif, the divine light of Hashem descends to the level of Malchus of Yitzir Nasir. And that divine energy, which goes to the lowest two worlds, the lowest part of those lower two worlds, descends further, descends further to what is called the 70 ministers. Every um, country, there are 70 uh, generic 70 uh, main countries of the world and each of these countries has a ministering angel so the divine light of Hashem that is revealed on Yontif on the second day of Yontif it descends to the Jews outside of Israel because it, it, it doesn't just go to the it, how does it reach those, those Jews the divine light is vested within these 70 ministering angels outside of um, uh, uh, the 70 ministering angels, not just to Atzilos, Abriya, Yitzhia, but even to the level of the 70 ministering angels after going down to the Malchus of Yitzhia and Before we go further, I just want to um, uh, share a, uh, another talk on this subject, which gives some insight to what we're going to say. Um, the al Rebbe once said that the Jews in Israel are like a smart student. A smart student doesn't need a lot of time to absorb information. So too the Jews in Israel, they're able to absorb the entire Yontiv in, in one day. But the Jews outside of Israel, they're like a less sophisticated, less smart student, and they need two days to fully absorb the light of the Yontiv. That's what the Alter Rebbe said. What the Rebbe says, as we'll see in this discourse, a similar sentiment, in order to convey an idea to a less gifted student, the teacher has to be more gifted. The teacher has to be a better teacher to convey that information to someone who, who's not able to, to get it so quickly. So precisely because the Jews outside of Israel, <clears throat> their vessels, their, their ability to absorb spirituality is compromised, the, div- the source, the divine energy that goes to those Jews outside of Israel on the second day of Yontif has a higher source. So while it reaches a lower place, Precisely because of that, that, that indicates that it comes from a higher source. Okay, back into the discourse. It's known that 
the lowest level of Atsilus, Malchus of Atsilus, is unable to be vested within the 70 ministering angels of the nations. Even the Malchus of the world beneath Atsilus, the world of Bria, is also unable to vest itself in the 70 ministering angels. Only the Malchus, only the lowest part of the lower two worlds, is able to vest itself in those and to, to be revealed in the 70 ministering angels to give them the divine sustenance which is appropriate for them. And that's what the, the Talmud means when it says when, when the Jews were exiled to Edom, the Shekhinah went with them. That means when there was a need to give divine sustenance in, to the Jewish people in the time of exile, when the Jews are now living under the jurisdiction of the 70 ministering angels, so then the divine presence, the Shekhinah, which is the level of Malchus in the lower two worlds, we're not talking about Malchus and Atzil, Sabria, but Malchus, the way Malchus is in the lower two worlds, that level of Malchus has to be vested in the 70 ministering angels because the Jews are under their jurisdiction. And through those ministering angels, the divine flow can reach the Jews which are living in that area of the world which is under that, that specific ministering angel. I know Dr. Bressman is thinking all about Biden right now. Dr. Bressman, no, I'm not thinking about Biden. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Moving right along. But that's not a bad analogy. <laughs> so getting to this statement in the Talmud. Talmud says, when the Jews were exiled to Edom, the city, the place of Edom, the Shekhinah went with them. That means it went literally with them. That means it was vested, the Shekhinah was in the place of, it adapted to, and it was an exile in the 70 ministering angels, literally. And the reason why only the lower um, levels of Malchus in the lower two worlds is able to, um, the, only, the reason why only the Malchus of, of Yitzir Nasiya goes in the 70 ministering angels and not the Malchus of Bria, not the Malchus of Atzilus, is because it's known that in Atzilus, every, every world has a dominating sphere. The dominating sphere in the world of Atzilus is Abba. Abba means father, which also means the first sphere, the father of all the spheres, which is the sphere of Chachma. The main sphere of the world of Bria is Bina, understanding. The main sphere of Yitzira, Yitzira actually has a few, the six Mides, the character traits, so to speak, the mode of character traits, they are the dominating spheres in the world of Yitzira. So it's known that the nourishment of the of Klippa, Klippa in Kabbalah is called Chitzonim, the external ones, the ones who don't get from the deeper divine light. What is able to nourish the Klippa? Not Chachma, Chachma is beyond Klippa can't get any nourishment from Chachma or from Bina. Only from the lower seven spheres is it possible for a Klippa to latch onto and be nourished by. So therefore, Malchus of Bria does not descend to the seven ministering angels. Because the world of Bria has Bina. Bina is not the seven lower spheres. Bina is part of the three higher spheres. And another thing, another reason for this, why Bria and Atzils can't do this is because it says that the world of Bria is a place where there is majority of good and very little evil. The world of Yitzira is half and half. And the world of Yitzira, this world, if you haven't guessed yet, is predominantly, is a lot more evil. So therefore, the beginning of the place of Klippa, where can Klippa begin to have, take residence? Only in the world of Yitzira, where there's half and half. But not in the world of Bria, where its majority is good. And that's why the 70 ministering angels are animated specifically by Machos of Yitzira, not, not, um, 
Malchus of Bria or Atzilus, where there there's a revelation now, there's nothing besides Hashem, and the clip has no, clip is all about concealing and covering that truth. So now we can understand the great novelty of the second day of Yantif outside of Israel, where the divine light of Hashem is vested in the 70 ministering angels. Although, in general, the the divine light that goes in 70 ministering angels is only from Malchus of Bria Netzia, of Yitzir Nasia. In general, in that itself, there's, a, there's an argument between the Arizal and the Ramak about how this works. The Ramak says, Ramesha Kardavari, the teacher of the Arizal, he says that the divine light of Atsilus doesn't The divine light of Atsilus is revealed in the 70 ministering angels themselves. According to Arizal, the divine light of Atsilus is only revealed Yeah. According to Arizal, the divine light of Atsilus is not revealed in the 70 ministering angels themselves. It's only revealed in the Malchus of Yitzir Nasia, which goes into the 70 ministering angels. In other words, Yontiv means that something from Atzilus is being drawn down, something new from Atzilus. So according to the Ramak, the 70 ministering angels, they get that. According to Arizal, they can't get that. It goes into the divine energy of Malchus of Yitzir Nasia, which goes into the 70 ministering angels, but they can't tap into Atzilus directly. Now can understand the great joy that happens on the second day of Yontif, outside of Israel, more than the Simcha of Israel. Why is there more Simcha outside of Israel? On the second day of, of, of Yontif, like on our Simcha Stereo that we just had, more than the Simcha in Israel, it's similar to a prince who was, who was, who was in chains. But when he goes out to freedom and returns to his father the king to enjoy the delicacies of the palace, there's a great joy. More than if he would never have been imprisoned. Because he was in, in prison, there's much, and he has a much greater joy that when he's sitting all of his life on his father's table, doesn't have that joy. So too, in heaven, so too, spiritually, Malchus of Yitzir Nasia, which are in exile, in the 70 ministering angels, when they get something new from Atsilus, there's a tremendous joy, more than their revelation of, the, of Malchus and Atsilus, Yeah, because, because there's new, a revelation now in a new place, in a lower, darker place. And that's the advantage of the Simcha, the second day of, of Yontif, compared to the first day of Yontif in Israel. Because this first day of Yontif in Israel, they get the revelation of Atzilus as it is in Atzilus. On the second day of Yontif, this divine light of Atzilus descends into Malchus of Yitzir Nasia, which is within the seven ministering angels. And that's the meaning of Lech Lecha, to, in order to reach the source of your Neshama, in the world of Atzilus, you, ha- you have to journey from outside of Israel into Israel. Why? Because while you're inside, while you're outside of Israel, under the jurisdiction of the seven ministering angels, all you get over there is Malchus of Yitzir Nasia. You don't get the source of your Neshama, you only get the way divine light descends to Yetzirah. But by going up to the Holy Land, which corresponds to Malchus of Bri and Atzilus, 
then you're able to get to the source of your neshama as it is in Machas Ratzils. That's what Tzemach Tzedek says. Okay, I think we'll, we'll stop over here. Um, uh, but just, just, just don't make any tickets yet. We're in the middle of the Mimer, and we'll, we'll, we'll see why uh, our divine uh, inspiration has brought us to this city until Mashiach comes. Let's move to Yul with Mashiach, but Kozman doesn't happen. We've we got something to do over here. It's right. I have a question. How do you spell the last two words?